Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. Uh, we're outside Old Trafford after Manchester United won. Yes, you did hear that right. Manchester United won, CSKA Moscow, nil. Do you remember on Grandstand years ago where someone had an unusual score and when they were typing it, they used to put in brackets, used to type the word out. I bet they'd have done that tonight. Seven. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, we've done it for one. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed tonight overall I thought that you know the atmosphere was obviously a bit heated and a bit touchy but it added to the crowd and the atmosphere and I thought for large parts of the game there was uh, some decent football played by United so uh, we're going to have a chat as we do normally see what the lads think with me Anthony Shaw uh, Stuart Parrish Adams Buckley and we've got Stu Edwards here um, did you get in tonight Ant? yeah got in finally <laughs> Glory, isn't it? Thanks to Chris Lord. Yeah. Um, By the way, how were you after Saturday? Well, I had yesterday off because uh, I knew I've not I've not been on a coach ride that long before. So it was a heavy session, wasn't it? That yeah, was your. Yeah. So you've only got White Hart Lane to take off now. Haven't we? I've been to Southampton before, which is longer than that. But I know. Oh, obviously I went Moscow as well, which was 16-hour coach. But that was the longest day. Did you get a coach in Moscow? Yeah, yeah, 16 hours Fucking from Riga. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Was it, good. was it um I was sick on it halfway through as well. Would <laughs> you mean sat next to Shaw for sixteen hours? No. Jesus Christ. No, no, I'm, i think to, but we're gonna struggle to do this for twenty minutes here on this podcast. <laughs> um so thoughts on the uh, big win for United in the grand scheme of things of what's been going on, yeah? Yeah, really happy with the win. Um you know it didn't didn't come easy, did it? Missed a lot of chances, a bit frustrating at times, but we got there, chuffed to bits with the win. Same. Um, glad Rooney scored. It's uh, going to hopefully kick on next game now. Get into the West Brom game. If we can get some attacking going there. Get some uh, forward play. Nice forward play from the wingers, especially if we play in it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to come. Right. Am I right in thinking? And one of you is bound to know this because you take note of things. I'm sure. I'm sure. Does that put Rooney level with Dennis Lord on 237 goals? Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I'm well, sure. And the only reason of that is because on the last podcast, one of your highlights, apart from not getting in, was that it didn't get Rooney closer to Dennis Law. So you, twelve behind Bobby Charlton, isn't it? Twelve behind Bobby Charlton. Yeah, I reckon at this rate, he'll, uh, yeah, he'll, um, what, 2021? Win. I can still think Martial's going to break it before Rooney does. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen not, some not, not if he gets sub, but yeah. he will come to that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. Um, I think he'll kick on from here. I noticed something tonight about United. What? Thought we're a bit slow with matter and him in the attack, two of the four. So I actually think we've got to stop ducking the issue now. Play matter when he plays behind the striker and decide between them two. Would you like Schneiderlin tonight? Alan? Yeah, please with a win tonight. I think uh, that's the main thing, wasn't it? Just to get three points on the board because um, drop points uh, tonight, you know, two or even the three. If uh, Smalling had to come to the rescue, clearing that off the line, he had no right to get anywhere near that. Would have been in a bit of a mess. Where were you in the ground? Me and Stu obviously were in West Ham. We, 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 we were sat on the halfway line in the uh, North Stand. That was Jason, and you could hear people singing You Scouse Bastard, like quite a lot of people to Rooney at the end of the second half. It's like, we'll, come that's to the, we'll, we'll come to the crowd and reaction and atmosphere in a bit. Yeah, so I think in December, after Wolfsburg away, you know, we won't be dwelling on this performance too much. Three points in the bag in it, and we're one step closer to qualification, which is what we need. I liked uh, <clears throat> I liked the double eviction on Sunday night. I'm, I'm glad that stupid bitch from Leeds got booted off the X Factor. Is that what we're talking about? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no. The uh, I, I know I know it's been hard, lads, but surely it hasn't <laughs> resorted to watching reality television. She was a daft bitch, though. 
she can fucking lead, so that says enough for me. I've, you know, I've, I've never seen it or heard of her. I've, I'll vote off. I'll vote her off. Um, in terms of the result, it was a big, big win for United. That big win, not just in the group, but in the grand scheme of where the club's been yeah, at in the last half, couple of weeks. Yeah, halfway through the second half, we were bottom of the group. Somehow, come 93rd minute, we're top of the group. And you know, they're not great, are they? They weren't great two weeks ago over there. So, you know, it was. It, let's not get carried away. Rooney should have scored before he did do. Great ball in. Great cross for the goal, unmarked. You know, still got to score it. I mean, I'm, so. I'm not going to dwell on the performance too much because I feel like I'm saying the same thing after every game. Yeah. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, we've, we've got a result, um, and yeah, we do need to kick on from here now, and, and things do now need to start improving from a performance point. You, you of said, Steve, before the game, didn't you? There's next seven or eight games potentially. You know, there's a lot of points to be gained there. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of. Uh, when not, not easy victories, but teams we should be beating, even playing. You know, with all the possession we're playing with, get, forget, you take three or four chances a game in, in, in the next seven or eight games, there's, and if you convert two of them, you're probably going to win. There's different types of nil-nil. There's nil-nils where the game's nil-nil because the defences have played really, really well, like the Manchester derby was. There's nil-nils that are just tedious because of a lack of attacking and creativity, like Middlesbrough in the Cup was, like Crystal Palace was. I thought, even after I put some on Twitter... Um, which probably did show that I, you know, I had a bit of time on my hands in the ground. But I did say this just looked like a different type of performance from United. It had a bit more zip about it. I think it had a bit more creativity about it. Yeah. And and there was a couple of players who I thought made a big difference. And obviously, you know, Lingard seemed to be the one who who lifted it. You're right. Yeah, just a bit more impetus up front. Simple as it was. More pace. Like I said Lingard just is pace. He, he wanted the ball, getting getting at him. I'm not quite sure that Martial he seemed to get caught offside every time he. It, the ball went towards him first half, and, and I'm not sure where, where I think. You know, he's not used to playing there, unfortunately, with, at United yet, is he? And then I got the impression that Rooney didn't know where to where to go either. Really, he, he was getting in the way a bit those, first half. Yeah, those two did seem to have a bit more intuition about him, though. I think they they, they looked like they sort of knew where each other was a little bit more. There was some like decent little flicks and stuff. But yeah, I agree with you. They, they've still got to they've still got to start working each other out and start learning how to play as a pair. I think. I mean, yeah, there were a few flicks into space where where no one were really there. I mean, Marshall trying to flick him around the corner. But what I noticed about Rooney tonight, when he does drop off, particularly in the second half, there was a there was a point where he got the ball and he had his back and he stuck his ass out, held the man off, and then he was spinning and turning on goal once he passed it on to Lingard. Done that for a bit, has he? No, that's uh, a bit more likely the Rooney we saw on that documentary the other week. <laughs> the one that left you in tears? Yeah, that's the one, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I've just watched a home video of a dead relative. Video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mentioned uh, one matter. Yeah, I just think for the you know all the width we sacrifice for him. I think we're playing him on the right. It's just it's not his position, is it? I think he gets knocked off the ball a bit too easy. Comes inside as well. Where did you know? we had the same wingers against Ipswich in the cup as we had tonight, and we, we mentioned it then. You're playing two lads on the opposite wings because Mata can't beat a man and go outside and cross one in, and Lingard's always looking to come inside on his right foot. And we just switched them over. It might have been a bit different for. The hour that we saw him on the pitch. I think just just play Ashley Young there. That's that's what I do. I mean, I don't know what he's done wrong. I don't think he started a single game on the left wing, has he? Played well, didn't he? Yeah, and you know, he, he was good there at the end of the last season. I feel really sorry. I don't understand why he don't play. He's a winger. Play him on the wing. Let left backs play left backs. It's, it's not it's not a science. It's like that's the natural position. Let him play it. Ashley Young is a really good winger. Let him be that. Let him be that winger. It's interesting. It. Was he um, was he player of the season not long back or he was right up there for being one of our Last players? Season, it was, he was yeah, one of the best, was, weren't he? I don't yeah. think he won it, but 
I think De Gea won it, didn't he? But yeah. I think Young was right up there. But we, the, the annoying thing is, though, we had a right right back on the bench tonight, didn't we? I didn't. I got in the ground Down about a minute. Was bench. he on the bench? Was he? But I wonder if that's because is he suspended on Saturday? Somebody, sure. I'm sure somebody said he's suspended on yeah, Saturday. Of and he was trying Young there for that. So. Um, obviously, half time, um, the reaction. Certainly, I was in the old the threat for them, West on lower. Um, the reaction was. It came on the back of a couple of minutes of the crowd starting to get really, really edgy. Um, and then the reaction as the players were walking off towards the tunnel, to me, um, I know you you know everybody has the right to say what they think and express their opinions, blah, blah, blah. But I thought that, based on that performance, was over the top. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I don't like slagging your own players as well when you're in the ground or having a go at the team. You're there to support them at the end of the day, and that's what you should be doing. It's just ridiculous, but you, you can just see there's that much frustration. It was such a tense game to watch and you think it's CSKA Moscow at home why is it so tense it's like most of the time you're not even asked you're just talking shit with your mates but it's like it's bizarre <laughs> yeah it's tense because we needed a result and we'd not score f for three games that's why isn't it I mean I don't agree with the booing I think it's a classless thing to do um, and I, I mean in the, personally tonight I, I, weren't, I weren't singing and jumping up and down for the first hour because there was nothing really to jump up and down about but you know as soon as I hear fans getting on our back you know that rouses me and we've got a sore throat now <laughs> I, I, do not, I do not think it was a mix yeah a little bit of boo but more like a, a, a big whine and then obviously the, the, the attack 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 song came out yeah. the, the booing was when Martial got took off definitely that was a boo but that was We're gonna come that, that that's, a, that's for the, for the right reasons I suppose because everyone was thinking I, why is he coming off and I, why isn't one of Matt or maybe Rooney coming I off I don't what do you think Ant? well you must have got annoyed with that corner at the end of the first half. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. Yeah. I lost my patience with that and had to go down and eat my hot dog. Flapping <laughs> <laughs> on the concourse while I was queuing for the did you uh, did you items for seven quid or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, did, I forgot to say, I went back, I went to the I went to the kiosk to tell them that I dropped me hot dog last time and couldn't have another one and just told me to fuck off. <laughs> those, those employees behind the kiosk are slower than our build-up play. <laughs> they, uh, yeah. They, um, I thought I thought the reaction at half time was the accruing of frustration from City, then Middlesbrough, and yeah. those who weren't at Palace. That was there. You know, a lot of people got a couple of things out of the system at Palace, people like us. But um, you know, <laughs> but I, you know, I'm not. I don't. System. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. We. Um, we. I thought. I. I thought that the that reaction. Obviously, you know, it was certainly heard loud and clear. Then uh, second half. Did you think the team changed in any way? Because I actually thought the first five, six minutes of second half, I, I don't, I didn't see great a great response to that. We don't, we don't see many radical changes under Van Aal, do we? I mean, we're all crying out. Everyone there can see tonight that we need a bit of width and a bit of pace to stretch their fullbacks, and instead he decides to bring our most pacey forward off for for a lump, and then where he were playing for Laney, he, he then sticks Rooney up top where he's not flourished in the last three or four games. And, and sticks Rooney and sticks Fellaini in there to, well, Fellaini got skinned in when they, they nearly broke away and scored. And I could I could see that happening tonight. I says to says to my neighbour in the first half, you know, we're going to slip here. Someone's going to fall on their ass. We're going to get beat one 0 and it nearly happened, didn't it? When um, I could see Fellaini warming up from West Lower bottom, um, so I'm, I'm as you're facing the pitch, I'm sort of in between corner flag and goal and I could see Fellaini warming up and I could see the guy, the fourth official programming his board. And I saw the 27 and the 9, and as soon as yeah. I thought, I thought, fucking hell, surely you can't be doing that. And it wasn't so much that it, it was, 
I was neither in and there that it was the wrong thing to do, but I thought, I know what's going to happen here. I thought, this ground is going to go fucking get it. It was everyone's excuse, up. wasn't it? Just yeah. to have a bit of a yeah. whinge when you're seeing our wonder kid who were placing all our hopes on come off. I didn't think he had a particular brilliant game, Martial. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, so, you know, I, I think, like you say, it was the accumulation of the three previous results where we've not scored. It wasn't just probably thinking... Rooney should have been coming off it. It could have been either side of number nine, couldn't it? It could have been eight or ten. I thought it was Matt who was coming exactly. off. Exactly. Turned on to I could have said it'd be Matt coming off yeah. it. And then when he held that up, I was like, what? Exactly. Just yeah. couldn't believe it. So it, that was a, a big vent of uh, frustration. And that was, they were clear boos about the decision about keeping most of them up. Good job Fellaini's not got an inferiority complex on it because he'll, he'll <laughs> probably. He don't give a fuck. No, he'll have been sitting there. I'm used to this. I don't really care. You know, you can fuck off the lot of you. Didn't he, um, didn't he get booed in a pre season friendly once? Yeah. And then, just and then, scored, then he scored. Put one in the top corner. Yeah. And went. Fucking mental <laughs> against Seville. Yeah, yeah. I'm not pointing to the number on the back. That's of a point. How did how did City go? Was that tonight? Three one. They won. They won. Qualified City. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking bastard. Two and a half to ten minutes. Yeah. Oh, well, um, on the plus side, they got a bit of a scene too. In O'Neill's last night, by the sound of it. So, um, <laughs> so in terms of the, where's the um, obviously the uh, you know the ground went. I mean that substitution just seemed to rile the crowd and. It was almost like after the whinging and the whining, it almost uh, seemed to almost put the support behind the team, I thought. I think, yeah, it shows the spoiled nature of our support, really. It's like, we're that used to it. Our Ferguson's like, you know, getting it right every time. As soon as we see something like that, something a bit different. I thought it was typical of Van Hal. He's got the arrogance. He's like, right, no, I'm not going to take Rooney off. Fuck you, I'll take him off. It's like, fair play to him if he's going to do that. Yeah, it was a ballsy move, weren't it? But mm. the the ultimate ballsy move, he won't he won't keep he avoiding won't do, it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's the he thing he did. He won't be shy on telling people. I've been in the press conference yeah. that he's fucking made a ballsy decision. I've been I've been said that. Uh, Drew Drew, you know Drew was on the coach, one of our mates. He's popped his face and out on this podcast a couple of times. Um, the um, he said to me on the way out, Van Gaal's going to be unbearable now. Obviously, he got all the grief for the substitution, and then Rooney's going to say he's going to be unbearable He'll this week. In the but, press conference with a Rooney shirt on. <laughs> but. Good goal though, that. It was. Good, a, I thought it was a cracking yeah. goal. I mean, you know, you, you, if, if you if you perfect height, you know, the yeah. player with the biggest head on the pitch. You expect him to put that away, don't you? Yeah, from you from do. six yards out, but it was a good move and it was a good cross from. But it was, yeah. you know, but what it did to that ground—that's the loudest eruption of noise I've heard at Old Trafford for quite a long time. Yeah, he jumped into the crowd, thing, didn't he? As well, yeah, someone said that to me. Yeah. He went yeah. right, to me, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right near the dugout, uh, right near the tunnel. So. Mm. I don't think he gave. I don't. I don't. Well, I don't think he gave the crowd any shit. To be fair, he could have easily gone. You know, fuck off, like he did when we played for England after that game. Member. I'm of the view that Wayne Rooney. He'll be. He'll won't admit it to himself, but inside, I reckon he'll be saying, "I probably deserve the criticism I'm getting." I don't think he'll be denying any of it. And it's not like he's going on the pitch trying to be shit. And it's not like he doesn't want to win games he's of football to, for United. He's got to follow that up now on Saturday. I'm not saying he's got to score, but he's got to fucking step up. You know, get get out of second gear into at least third gear now, and maybe create a chance for somebody else as well on Saturday. I do wonder if Skulls had a point though now because now I see Matter tonight. It made me start thinking: is because Rooney's slow as well? Is it? Does he need or pace either side of him? We haven't got it. We matter, have we? Just tucks inside and no pace at all, slowing the attacks down. Um, just before that goal, um, what I, I mean, it was at the other end of the ground, but it looked a bit chaotic. Um, it looked like the <coughs> Gaia made a really good save, and then somebody cleared it off the yeah, line. I don't enough. know who it was. He did enough thing just to it's give. give it, I thought it was young. No, it's small I thought young. Enough. But he gave. Yeah, but whatever day he did, he gave the defenders no, enough. Like, uh, enough. Nice enough. He gave the defenders enough chance, enough time to get back, didn't he? I think the, I think the attacker slipped a bit as well because uh, did he? He, he? Like I say, Small and I know that's cleared out the line. It should have been, should have been one nil, and then what the crowd have been like then? This is coming from a lad that lost ten three last week at Sunday League. <laughs> 
seriously. <laughs> to be fair, if we'd played anything on Sunday, I don't yeah. think we'd have got three, and we would yeah. have let more than ten in, put it that way. Um, the uh, Obviously, game's done and dusted. Where, where's the group at now? Has anyone had a look? I mean, yeah. Are we top of the group now? Really, yeah. Got seven it. points. We're on seven. PSV and Wolfsburg are on six, both with level goal difference, and CSK are on four. So... Uh, so from here we go PSV at home and Wolfsburg away can qualify right? against PSV at home um, we beat PSV at home we've qualified so we need to qualify top of the group though don't we you know yeah. you know what it's like if you end up having to play one of the big boys you know we definitely won't be getting you know we're expected to be sweating quarters. on this this much like when you I saw the draw been, I said to yes. I think we've been lucky with how when we where our other results have kept the group bunched yeah, up yeah yeah Four points and we've topped the group. When you is that how points. it is? Never lost them PSV, or should we? No, no. no that, we had that game. In, we had that game in the palm of our hand in PSV, and then and then let it go. So, um, so it looks as if we still got to qualify, yeah. Yeah, definitely. With no, who? no doubt about it. I said that, I said Wolfsburg after, and I still think that's the case. So you still think United and Wolfsburg? Yeah, I still yeah. think United and PSV. Yeah, I think PSV. It looks better. So have all the teams we've seen so far, United and PSV. But it's a poor group. Where's Wolfsburg and CSK? Germany. Germany. Yeah, I fancy <laughs> Wolfsburg stuff. How did how did the other game finish up tonight? One 0 PSV was it? I think. Uh, in Germany or in Holland? Holland. I think I think from what I've seen of uh, Wolfsburg, I thought they were a good side at Old Trafford, and I thought we, uh, we we did well to beat them that night, particularly going a goal down. Um, I think they're a better side than a lot of people think. United go through, yeah. I think United will go with, through with Wolfsburg. With Wolfsburg. Yeah. Uh, and probably fuck it up and finish second. So who do you reckon we'll go through with? Probably Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg. Right, so three Uniteds and Wolfsburg. Just a quickie about um, coming, you know, building on this game then. And a couple of you have said it's important that United and various players do kick on. Um, I, I think he's got. I think he's got. I think he's presented himself with a couple of selection issues, given who came on and made a difference tonight. Like Lingard's making himself look like he can't be dropped. I thought Depay looked pretty sharp when he came on for the first time since well since his debut. Um, I think there's a couple of things. <laughs> I'm just saying that to wind him up. The, uh, I, uh, but we've got a run of games coming up now, starting with West Brom. I looked at all of our games in the league, the eight games in the league between now and Christmas December the 28th, yeah. which is the last eight games. There's no reason we can't win all of them eight games. I think that we've got Chelsea at home. Um, that's right at the back end of it. And then somewhere within there, we've got uh, West Brom at home, I think Norwich are at home, Chelsea are at home, you've got a ways at got West Ham at home, you've got a ways at Watford, you've got a ways at Leicester, you've got a way at Bournemouth. They're all games that United should win, and I just think it's really, really important that United absolutely do kick on it. I mean, I'd, I'd go out and do something different on Saturday, and you know, think back to the times of old where Fergie used to <laughs> leave a few players on the bench. I'd go out with pace all out at home on, on Saturday, yeah. I'd, drop, I'd drop Rooney, yeah. I'd have Martial. I'd stick Wilson on and I'd, uh, I'd play Depay and Lingard either side and really fucking go for it. Because the way we're playing at the minute, we're passing it around, we're controlling games. But you look back to Saturday, Kabai had a bit more composure, we get beat 1 0 there. Same again tonight, if that guy had just chipped it over small and it's 1 0 again, why don't we just go out and stick three past? And even if we concede one, you know, fans go home happy, don't they? 3 1. Sometimes better than 1 0. Yeah. Next eight games. They're the ones that worry me the most, if I'm honest. The big games, I don't tend to worry too much because I think Van Aal actually knows how to play against him and how to break up with an opposition and that. Obviously, Arsenal is an absolute blip. But when you look at his record and the big teams, it's been pretty good. It's it's the, like Newcastle at home this year. They're the ones that really worry me. Similar tonight, CSKA. I think we'll be top at Christmas, me. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> so we are. Have you taken any? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, 
obviously we lost to West Brom last year though at home, didn't we as well? So need to watch out for that a weekend. Yeah, yeah. So do a win at Old Trafford, aren't I'd take. I think I'd take 17 points today now at 24. So 17 out of 24. No. One loss, two draws. I'm going. I think I'm going. That's got to be a 20. 20 from 24 point only. Yeah, it's got to be. You got to be getting 20 odd points there. We yeah. can't afford to be slipping behind. This is the thing. It's about what I thought. What Ferguson was brilliant at was he'd look and see where to win these games. You know, I've said this a couple of times. If you if you beat the bottom 13 home and away, then you're going to be right up there with the chance of winning stuff. And I look forward to John Ashton regurgitating that opinion next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Where is he so tonight, by the way? Some of that schools he told him watching the game again. All oh, right, is he, is he not made it he tonight? He was rested tonight because he doesn't have anything waterproof. Poor John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did tip it down, didn't it? Um, so, um, all right, so you rank 17 points. I don't know how many points from the mate. Uh, I'll set one surprise defeat somewhere, probably at Bournemouth, and I think we'll win the other seven. Yeah, I, I, if we're going to get beat anyway, Bournemouth's the one because we'll be anaesthetised on the way home from that. Not Leicester away. I think we're going to get less than 17. I just don't, I just don't see it in, with the goals going forward unless something changes massively. <clears throat> 24 points. You, you can t- I, what, what has happened Nobody. to you? <laughs> but, but here's the thing, though. United, when United traditionally have always gone on, this is the thing, even Moyes got on a run. Where we didn't lose, we, you know, we went, we won something like we were unbeaten in something like twelve or thirteen games from sort of it, that Leverkusen away right away through. It was only January when it started going wrong. I one thing Va- going to run us. But, I think the, but, the no, of Sorry, one minute. No, no point has Van Gaal ever got on a point. And this is what I think is pissing people off a lot. Is just when you think we've turned the corner, you fucking we turn back on it again. Yeah, and I, I think this confidence, this knock of confidence, will do as good against lower teams because you know we're not going to take anything for granted, are we? I do think I don't think we'll win the league, but I think we will be top at Christmas. No, we won't win the but league, I think, but I'm I think some injuries will kick in some at some point, and that's what will cost us. What are the odds on Rooney going on to break Van Nistelrooy's record for scoring in consecutive games now? Probably, probably. Well, there was a. I'm, I think somebody won the Melbourne Cup at 125 to one at some point this morning, so I reckon it's probably up there with that. But, uh, uh, do we think Rooney will break Charlton's record this season? No. I had a bet with someone at the start of the season, he's 20 to do it. I had, a, I had a massive bet that he won't do that, so I'm going to stick with that. What, no? no. Or he will? No, I don't no. think he will. I can't see it, but you never know after Saturday. If he gets a, if he gets a load of goals on Saturday, you never know, do you? Depends on team selection for me. Well, he's not going to, he's not going to get dropped, is he? So, Depends um, if you get selected around him, I think. Yeah, indeed. Right, uh, sounds like we're a little bit chirpier. We're certainly chirpier than the, the, uh, the outburst that were coming in after Crystal Palace. That was... Uh, <laughs> That was uh, that was an entertaining post-match podcast, I have to say. Um, I don't think I'm going to uh, book my flight to Milan just yet, though. Yeah, well, I, it's one in a minute. I, I go I go about European games going, do you know what, I'll have the three group games, I want one knockout game, and then I consider anything after that a bit of a bonus, so I'm not going to be... Uh, I'm not going to be too too much grief about that. What was that? I said I've booked Japan. I'm confident. What for the? <laughs> did I, did they still do it? Did they still... <laughs> God. Yeah, the um, was, uh, we were in um, we, uh, we, well, I remember being in um, be, being in a bar in Munich and and um, people were singing Moise 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 he's gonna make it four you know and like I'm going no he's not I've got a fucking clue I really got, enjoyed that season got, <laughs> as well, bad as it was yeah. I really enjoyed it well I think most people just give <laughs> up with Steve Blackie uh, no Blackie takes. Uh, he takes things like that very seriously, and I don't think you should wind him up because, <laughs> yeah, when it, I've, I've been around him when he loses it. Uh, 
So stop winding Blackpool. Anyway, right, uh, United have won, so that's a good start. United have scored, that's uh, obviously gone down well as well. Uh, Anthony, Stuart, Aaron, Stuart. You're not asking us predictions for Saturday? No, we'll do that on Saturday. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 no. Rapid look. No, it's, it's dark. It's dark and it's raining, and, uh, and we want to go home. So, thanks for your time, lads. Uh, appreciate you coming on as always. And we'll be back uh, next podcast. It is West Brom at home on Saturday. Cheers. This is the final bit of the podcast, and it's rather unusual because it's Andy here and not Steve, and I'm in Doha, not Manchester. I've come here to interview Javi Hernandez, who was a player who played for a team called Barcelona. I think Javi was was quite a decent player in his day but by chance um, Andy Cole is here he's doing some TV work out in Qatar and he's been on the podcast before um, nice one for joining us Andy thank you Xavi what a bad player was he no oh, he's a fantastic player um, one of the best midfield players I've ever played against and you know they, they obviously speak about Paul Cole very highly I mean Paul Cole will speak the same way about Xavi but Unbelievable player. Um, I was kind of like disappointed to see him leave Barcelona when he did do it, to be brutally honest, because I still believe he could have done a job there. And, I mean, one of the best midfield players I've ever played against. Could go on the beer with him tomorrow night. <laughs> but you better not be drinking. You've been poorly, haven't you? I have been, yeah, uh, the past four months. Um, hopefully I'm at, at the um, other end of it now, uh, just recovering. It's been slow. Um, my specialist believes hopefully by spring I yeah. should be fully on the mend and I can't wait. I can't wait to be fully on the men and doing the things that have come natural to me. What, what have you had wrong with you? Uh, I've gone down with a kidney problem. You know, I had a acute, acute kidney failure, which is not very nice. Where did you get it? How did you get an acute I, kidney I just failure? picked up uh, my travels, uh, travelling back from uh, Vietnam. Uh, my specialist seemed to believe it was an airborne virus. So what, you're down one of them tunnels that the Americans and the Viet Cong used to be down in, hiding in the, the <laughs> Vietnam War, you picked up. <laughs> to be fair, it's, it's just a crazy one, you know, because, you know, you're travelling, you're going past different time zones and, you know, different airports and, I mean, I've been travelling for so long now and for something as random as this to happen to me and speak to my specialist, said it's very rare what I've picked up, you know, the illness, it's, it's, it's just crazy and like I said the, the past four months have been real tough. You know, I've had to take my heart off to my family who've been very supportive of me you know, and got me through some dark days. Shirley? Yeah, I mean, you know, she's a good girl. You know, she's, she's had to put up with me. You know, like I said, it's been really, really tough. You don't know what tomorrow's going to bring and, you know, see me in the hospital the way I was and my kids see me the way I was. It's a very, very tough one, you know. So to where I'm at now, I'm, I take day by day now and I look at life a totally different way. Before I was a bit, um, not flippant, but, you know, I was a bit arrogant. You know, you, you get up every day and you're healthy and whatever and you, you don't look at the other side. But now when you're real and you appreciate just what you've got and you look at other people who are ill now, you, you now appreciate what they've been through. It was quite serious then, you're honest. It's been very serious, it's been very serious, you know. It's, it's one of those ones, you know, I think in the end, Shirley forced me to go and see the doctor. What, were you having pains? No, I just had, had no pains at all. I just uh, started to retain a lot of water. I didn't understand what it was, and she said, look, you need to go see the doctor, you're putting on a lot of weight. I just thought, oh, Shirley's moaning again. And I'll go but in. males do that, they hide, don't they? Yeah, we do, and I, even when, you know, I got diagnosed with a problem, and I mean, a lot of my mates said, why do you not tell us? I said, I, I mean, I, I don't know what it was. I, I kind of like felt embarrassed to tell you that I was ill in the stage I was at, and they were saying to me, 
you're stupid. I said, if you're real, you're real. you just got to get on with it. But I don't know if it's, it's a male thing and you've got to be uh, the alpha male or dominance or whatever me. But I, I look at it and I say, yeah, I was very stupid. I, I didn't want to tell anyone at the stage I was at how, how ill I was. Like it's a weakness, but humans get humans get ill. Yeah, we, we do. But I always say, you know, when, when you're at the peak of your power, you've been fit all your life, you played fresh to football, you know, retired, been hitting the gym constantly. I mean, since I've been retired, always had a good body weight and, you know, never was worried about putting weight on. And then for this to happen, yeah, I just felt like it was kind of like a sign of weakness, you know, And but it's far from it. It's far from it, you know, when the specialist actually told me the stage I was at. You've had wonderful treatment from the National Health mm. Service. Unbelievable. Um, I know there's issues, people have had issues with the National Health Service, but I've, I'd take my hat off to my specialist, uh, Dr Mike Picton and his team. And where's Dr, uh, Dr. based? Uh, Manchester Royal Infirmary. They were absolutely brilliant from day one. I walked in there, all the staff on the ward, you know, uh, Dr Picton's medical team, you know, every, everyone's been unbelievable with me. And I, I can't speak highly enough of the National Health Service. You know, yes, I have private health service, but the National Health Service were brilliant with me. And that's at Manchester Royal? That's right, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, top draw. Um, you've obviously had a tough few months, but there has been some bright spots. Your son, Devante, has been scoring goals for Bradford City. Yeah, he has done. Uh, he had a difficult time coming to the end of his um, little career at Manchester City. And Who? Yeah, exactly. And... Um, you know, the time was right to move on. They wanted to move on. Well, they don't. They don't play youth players, do they? City? No, they don't. They don't. The band. Yeah. UEFA have banned them. That's why the. I reckon that's why they're really booing UEFA. Well, there you go. Uh, you know, he believed the time was right, and I, I believe the time was right. And you know, he started off well at Bradford. You know, he can look at it this way and say to himself, right, if he wants to get to where he wants to get to, you know, he has to look at being at Bradford City as, as a stepping stone, like his father did when he went to Bristol City. I use it as a stepping stone because I believe I could play at a higher level, which I was fortunate to do. So, Devontae goes about the right way, not being disrespectful to Bradford. I think they know that as well. If he does well there, they'll get a decent offer for him and he'll be able to move on and obviously uh, try and apply his trade at a high level. Have you been to watch him play at Valley Parade or whatever it's called? I've, I've, watched, I've watched him a few times. They I've get 18,000? They do get 18,000. Uh, you know, they're well supported. You know, they have a goal. Um, I, I'll be honest with you, I think... My only reservation with them, they have better plays than, you know, I'm not sure that the manager believes in. You know, I think they can play a lot more football than they do because they have good players. You know, I know it's League One, but I've watched them a few times and there's a lot of boys that want to get the ball down and play. I think sometimes they can go a bit too direct too early. But in saying that, that's the league. You know, some teams believe in themselves a little bit more than others. Bradford have got the oldest fanzine in Britain. It's called the City Gent, and it started in 1984. I'm sure you buy it every single month. Oh, well, I've, I've wanted to start to bring home these magazines, so I'll, I'll have to check if he's you bought get, that one. I'll give you some money to buy one. Support the fanzine movement. Finally, um, rather than talking about your son's career, which is, which is going well, let's talk about something great from your career. Let's talk about a game, a brilliant game. Let's talk about Turin, April 1999. Yeah, is, that, is that the best game ever in the history of football? Uh, it's a phenomenal game. Um, it's, it's the kind of game that you don't get nowadays. It's, it's, a, it's a fairy tale one. So you, you tune, you, you, you draw and get Old Trafford against Juventus. Juventus were the best team in Europe at the time. By far. By far. By far. So they had Zidane, yeah. Deschamps. Who's the lad marking you? Uh, Uruguayan. Montero. Montero. 
Hard bastard. Yeah. Gig says yeah. he's the hardest lad he's ever played against. Herrera. Yeah. Uh, David. Yeah. Uh, I think Peruzzi was in goal. So they were, the, they were the better team at Old Trafford. You've, oh, yeah, you've yeah, gone yeah, to yeah. Turin, you're in a Deli Alpi, and you're 2-0 down after, what, eight or nine minutes? What, what happened next? It was just the story of that season. Uh, like you touched on, they were the better team at Old Trafford. I remember Giggsy gets the late goal, equaliser, 1-1. You know, we, we go to Italy, and no team, no British team had won at that stadium. And like you said, we go 2-0 down, but the mentality of that team was we were never beaten that season. Uh, and I remember Roy gets his back in the, in the game with a header. And when he scored that, did you think, consolation? No, we, never. Never? Ne- never. You never, thought, even though you 2 nil down, we've got a chance here? You know what, because we, we, was, we was a team who, we, we believed in each other. Um, the rapport in that team was ridiculous. And I don't think there's going to be, I don't think, there has been another Manchester United team like that. I'll be brutally honest, even my time, I've watched United play numerous times. And I look at team rapports and everything. I look at that, Everything was, we was all geared for each other. We all wanted the same thing. I'm not saying like my United teams don't, but there was something so special about that team, the mentality between all of us. One for one and all for yeah, one. Yeah, it, it, it was like that. You know? and it was documented that certain individuals didn't get on with certain individuals, but that never stopped us from doing what we wanted to do. So you might not have got on with um, some people, but you still respected them yeah, professionally? We, you had to respect them, you yeah. know, because we all wanted the same thing. and. To do that and to get, get ourselves in a position we did into the semi-finals of the European Cup, that doesn't come around every week. Uh, so then Roy makes it 2-all on the night? Roy, Roy makes it 2-1. Yeah. Makes it 2-1. Uh, and then uh, I'm in the wide position. No, well, wait, they went 2-0 up, didn't they? Yeah. 2-1. 2-1. I get in a wide position. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. In a wide position. Um, and I remember I'm crossing the ball for York. And as I say, strikers always know what another striker needs when it comes to a cross. Uh, Nev, Nev should know about this, but he, he never learnt. And then I've, I've produced a cross for Yorkie. He nods it in. It's two-two. We get to half time, and the manager has a little speech with us. What? He was one of those ones. He had a little speech. He galvanises, and to this day, I don't know what it was because probably we, about his childhood yeah. in Govan or something we, like that. We were so revved up about you know going to win this game. Did you know at that point? Game. Did you think we can do these now? Yes. Yeah. Half yeah. time. Yeah. We, we, we believe, I think we believe that they've actually gone. Because the way we came back at them, and then second half... Would you say to each other, they've gone these? No, it's, 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 not, it's not even a case that we would say they've gone. We, we just believe, for us to come back from 2-0 down in a place like that, mentally, it's got to hurt them. It's got to hurt them. You know, physically, we believe we were a stronger team. Even if Italians in those days were known as the stronger teams, you know. But mentally, physically, we set ourselves right second half. You know, in second half, we absolutely steamrolled them. And I was fortunate enough to get, get the third goal when, uh, for some reason, the referee didn't give the penalty on Dwight. And then uh, I've tapped him. I, I always say, and I will sit to it, the game was over anyway. We won on the way goal. You know, and people say, oh, Cole, you got to still win that. The game was over. And I said, oh, do you know how tight it was when it went in? <laughs> it made no difference to me. The game was over. Two to away goal, what more can you ask for? But... The score in the semi-final European Cup final was brilliant. When Roy was um, received his yellow card, that meant he'd missed the final. <clears throat> Did you think that through, or no, was I, it only after the game? It, when it was only after the game because it, it was one of those ones. You know, we we had a job to do. We had a job to do, and I don't think anyone thought, "Oh, bloody hell, Roy's not going to play." Because in the heat of the battle, we're not thinking about 
because it was on a yellow card, because I don't think Arthur's even knew anyway. Okay. You know, so naturally when it happened, Roy didn't play in the final, Scolzi didn't play in the final. Of course we're disappointed. You know, because they're, they're two quality players that were missed in the European Cup final. Jesper Blomqvist, who gave the ball to Roy, which he didn't win, maintains that Roy refused to speak to him for seven weeks after that. And Jesper, <laughs> who's very mild-mannered, said, honestly, it wasn't even a bad ball. <laughs> so a few years later, I put this to Roy, and you don't know how he's going to react because he's Roy. You don't know if he's going to fight you. And he, he sort of thought about it, and he just said... Hell of a player, Jesper. That was it. That was it. That sounds about right. Did he really say that? I said, yeah, he did. He, he really said that. In Turin that night, finally, there's four and a half thousand away fans. Do you notice the fans, European trips like that? Oh, on, on a game like that, yeah. especially when you go to a cauldron. It was uh, noisy. It was noisy. Even though there's a running track around the pitch, yeah, it was still brilliantly noisy. The Deli Alpi. Yeah, the atmosphere was intense, you know. And what, what I love about the European night, especially when it comes to the big ones, you know. All the flares going off and the intensity and you know the fans getting in involved in it and all that and we, we we knew we had a big number and I don't think anyone fancied us to be yeah. being honest you know and can you hear it yeah 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 yeah, yeah and rightly so and I, I I always say when when you travel away with Manchester United and the fans that Manchester United bring to the away games unbelievable and I mean unbelievable you know the way they get behind their team the passion you know and all they want. Is their team to play the Manchester United way, galvanising football attack, play with flair and score goals. And I can see why they're disappointed at the moment because I'm not. I'm not even going to say they're being sport. They're just used to what they're getting: goals, attacking football. And when people talk about, you do know that United scored the goal this week. Yeah, yeah, of course I do. But <laughs> you know, it should be news. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate you know when people still talk about obviously my partnership with Dwight and the goals we planned and. You know, it's but against the best, yeah, against with the best. Barcelona yeah. away, yeah. the Barcelona of Van Gaal, who was manager, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rivaldo, yeah. Figo was the best. He was the best yeah. player in, in Europe at the time. Luis Figo, he was, uh, or the be- best in his position. I like called Guardiola, yep, who could play. I like called Luis Enrique. Yeah. This was a hell of a team. It was. You went there and attacked them. We played. Wow. We played Oregon. What a top team, Inter. Yeah, but that Barca game. As a young journalist, I sat next to Hugh McIlvenny, the legendary Scottish journalist, and he didn't didn't know me, doesn't know me, and he just sat watching you two blitzing through him, going, "Wow, incredible! Wow!" And he's he's been writing about football since yeah. the nineteen fifties. And I looked across, you got three or four, five thousand United fans on the top tier, and then a load of Scallies who blagged in on the bottom tier. And when you scored, you ran towards the corner yeah, flag, yeah. and they were all there. Yeah, I think that, that, that was the night before when we were training and uh, we were messing about. And uh, <laughs> the gaffer did his nut a little bit and he said, oh, focus. Stop messing about effing and Jeff, just focus for you. And believe it or not, there was a Ford Focus sign there. And I said to the chaps, if I score a mark, I'm going to run over to his point of focus. I was fortunate to score, so when I ran over there, it was sort of Ford Focus sign. So, I mean, th- things like that stick, stick in your mind, you know, because I, I just, you just appreciate playing in those games. Know what it was all about, because we should have got to the European Cup final before that. We sh- we should have won it before '99. I'm going to be brutal honest with you. You know, we we had a team what, what was capable of winning the European Cup before that. You know, a little bit of luck, which we did do in the final. We didn't get previous years before or years after, but you know, we should have won the European Cup more than once. Now Dortmund in '97, yeah, Monaco in Monaco in '98. You know, it's it's, it's disappointing. You know, Real Madrid. Mm. You know, it's disappointing that we only won it once because the team and the players we had 
we could have dominated Europe. Roy always said that, and I think Real Madrid not United out of it the, the following they did. year, didn't yes, they? Yes, they did. Yeah. I think they went on to win it that year. Yes. You know, I mean, beat Valencia in the final. Yeah, Real Madrid yeah. were a very good team, but so were we. And we, yeah. this week, we, had, we had a good result out there. You know, we ended up, I think it was 0 0. Yeah. We ended up there and then, you know, got them at Toad Traffic. There was someone who had a chance in that game, the 0 0. Yeah, we, we fancied ourselves. Yeah. yeah I, I should have scored there. I definitely should have scored. Definitely scored. And you, I look back at things like that, you see yourself. So you, you, you get the away goal, you score that, and you know we go back to Old Trafford, for instance, one nil up. You know, it's a different story, but that is football. That yeah. is football. I think you did enough over the years. I think you scored enough <laughs> goals. Um, thank you for your time. I think every Manchester United fan listening to this who maybe won't know that you, you you've been poorly will wish you well. Um, thank you. Hope that you, you're getting better. It's good that you are getting better. Yeah, yeah, I'll and, get there in the end. Keep positive, and yeah. it's been lovely to talk to you. Maybe we'll join you at the end of the at, at the season. Well, you persevered in your career and carry on with it. Hopefully, things will be be okay. Thank and, you, and thank you to your family as well because no I know they've been a great support to you. So that is finally it for this podcast. I'm now back in my hotel room in Doha, and he's gone off to the TV studio where he's covering the Champions League games with Marcel Desailly, Eric Abidal. Is also over here at the moment. I interviewed him on Friday for 442 magazine. Wow, he's got a story. And the next podcast, as Steve said, will be after the West Brom game um, at the weekend. Until then, goodbye.